The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It is time to make some money with the football cheat sheet here on the SB Nation NFL show. I am your host, Michael Kist. And here to help me win some bread and dominate some fantasy and betting world is Kate Majuk of DK Nation. Kate, happy holidays. How are you doing? Happy holidays. We're about to head into a new year. So don't worry, folks, if we got off to a bad end to your season or maybe you didn't make that playoff run. There is hope. There yes. is that light at the end of the tunnel. We are heading into a new year. 2021, please be better <laughs> than 2020. <laughs> Yep, and like you said, there's still time to make some money before this season is over, and that's what we're going to try to do here. And Gina Kelly, by the way, uh, normally here with us, she is taking a well-deserved vacation, is finally actually off for one of her quote-unquote off days. Uh, So she's getting some rest, which means it's just me and Kate figuring this out today. And uh, important transition here this week, because championship week, has concluded for most of you. Uh, bless you if you're in a league where this is championship week. Our advice for you there is to find a different league. Uh, and look, if, if you've enjoyed our advice uh, all year here at the Football Cheat Sheet, make sure you drop a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts. Takes two seconds. Really helps others discover what we got going on here. Either way, we do understand if you just want to keep us to yourselves. But we do appreciate you joining us on this journey through the 2020 NFL season and beyond. And Kate, before we get to like the daily fantasy stuff, because I'm sure that's going to dominate this and the, and the betting advice. I wanted to ask you how your championship week treated you. How did things go? Oh, it did not treat me so kindly. Um, I faced some Alvin Kamara, Mr. Oh. Six Touchdown himself. I faced some uh, Devontae Adams, Mr. Three Touchdowns himself. I, I faced uh, pretty much any stud that went off in week 16. I faced and I had Derrick Henry in all my leagues. And you know what? He didn't do yeah. much. I did not walk away with a single championship this week. I am so devastated. <laughs> but you know what? That's fine. I will make all of my money back in this one week because I will play back all of the advice that we are handing out. How about you? I won some money on the Bucks. I won some money on the Falcons covering. Those were nice hits. I know we said we weren't going to do hits and misses, but I did want to point that out since you asked. It, it was uh, hey, and I I got my Steelers money line too. So we are <laughs> we're like two for two basically this week. I'm I'm pumped. We are in fact experts. Well, Kate definitely is. Yeah, how many how many leagues did you go up in where you were facing Alvin Kamara? Because that's that's just like a killer. Like there's nothing you can do about that. Two out of three, and you know what? One of them I actually 
Uh, it is a best ball dynasty league. Walked away with the lead, but they give a six point home advantage to the person with the higher seed. So I lost oh. based on home field advantage alone. But I almost beat I, I almost beat Alvin Kamara in two leagues. I'm not I'm not too sad about it because I feel like for it to be that close after that kind of performance, bravo on me. But hey, I'm gonna have a, a vengeful season next year. Let's let's put it at that. I like that. And look, th there's an obvious transition here from traditional fantasy leagues to DFS, as I, as I mentioned before. And I'm wondering how you, Kate, approach this time of year. Is it just, is it hyper daily fantasy stuff? Uh, or are there other types of leagues that you participate in with different gimmicks? Like what does week 17 and the playoffs look like for you? Week 17 is all about the DFS, all about player props. I think it's such an interesting week for player props. You look at, uh, the list of guys that might have something on the line, might not have something on the line. There's just so many different situations going on in terms of the playoff picture. Mm. I think it's uh, an interesting week because Vegas, they can't get everything right this week. Yeah, you look at you look at the matchups and and you see that all right, they they might just be uh, a little a little more clueless or a little less clueless than we are. But um, I, I definitely think it's a fun week for that because you know what it's. The week of all kinds of possibilities. You never know who's going to go off in week 17. Yeah, there's going to be some stars out of nowhere and some teams to avoid uh, this week when it comes to DFS just almost entirely. I mean, you look at some of the teams that are going to be resting starters. You've got the Kansas City Chiefs. They have their one seed locked up, so they have no reason to play. They're going to get arrested up for the uh, for the playoffs. So no Patrick Mahomes this week, no Tyree Kill, no Travis Kelsey to deal with. And then you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. It looks like they're going to be resting a lot of guys. Big Ben's not going to be out there from, from the looks of it as we record here uh, on, on Thursday. It's Thursday, right? Yeah, it's Thursday. I know what I'm yeah, talking about. <laughs> and you've got the Buffalo Bills, kind of same thing. Like, Will they really play their starters for the entire game? What does that look like? Because they do have seating on the line. And that could impact, you know, if they have an extra home game in the playoffs. But at the same time, maybe it's not that valuable to them. Uh, the Detroit Lions are completely banged up. There's probably no Matt Stafford. He didn't practice. Uh, it's so do you play any of their guys? Kenny Galladay is shut down for the year. So they're looking real weak unless you want to play like DeAndre Swift. And even then, I'm not real confident in that. The New England Patriots, like there's so many different teams that you should absolutely avoid. And and one that's kind of in the air because there are real mixed signals when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who, like the Bills, uh, have some seeding on the line. But really, they I think they can only move down like one seed. And what was interesting is that Arians, Bruce Arians, their head coach, said that they were going to start and play everybody this week. But when he talked about Mike Evans last week, he said that we were trying to get him to a thousand yards this week so we didn't have to play him next week. Now, Arians has been really hard to figure out, especially when it comes to like the running back room. I'm sure fantasy players know this when it comes to Rojo and Leonard Fournette and kind of keeps. Yes, everything. we've all suffered the trauma. <laughs> I mean, we've all we've all seen it with Arians. What what do you believe with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or are you completely avoiding Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, and the like. You know what? I, I think you have to uh, distrust Arians as much as you have the entire season. Okay. It, he has done nothing to earn our trust this season. I feel bad. Uh, I'm, I'm, 
I'm assuming he's married. Is he married? I think so. Yeah. I, I feel bad for his wife because she probably can't trust him either. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know that we can trust anything that comes out of his mouth because he is one of these coaches that he likes to play the mind games, right? Like he he's just Bruce Arians. He doesn't he doesn't care about your fantasy teams. He doesn't care about um, your DFS lineups. He doesn't care about anything. He does care about the win, which he came out to say. But I do believe that when you're looking at this matchup, they can take home the win this week and they don't need to, uh, I think, put in as much effort in their starters. Uh, maybe they will technically start the game, but I'm not trusting any of these guys in my lineup. No, thank you. Pass, pass, pass. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I would I would definitely avoid them. However, watch. They'll end up playing and the Bucks offense is red hot right now. So it's it's a it's a hard thing to just kind of let go of and say, no, I'm not going to play any of these guys because it really does feel like they figured it out. I talked about this in the Palpably Unfair podcast. Their offensive philosophy shift since the bye in the past three weeks, extremely productive and helpful, and it's pass heavy, which is great for fantasy. So it sucks that you kind of have to like not trust Arians so it doesn't kill like a bunch of your lineups. And speaking of lineups, let, let's get into some of the, the best daily fantasy plays as we see them uh, across the league at different positions and whatnot. And I think the one that I really like uh, is quarterback Justin Herbert. We we said that the Chiefs were a team to avoid. Conversely, I think that makes the Los Angeles Chargers offense very attractive, especially with Herbert, who should be able to push the ball downfield against you know these guys and do some serious damage, even with Keenan Allen likely out of Sunday's game. I think I think at seven thousand one hundred on DraftKings right now, I, I seventy one hundred. That's a steal. Uh, and per- perhaps you can stack them with a cheap Chargers pass catcher like Mike Williams at 5K, Tyron Johnson's at 4,100. I think he leads their wide receivers in targets in the last three to four weeks, uh, although it might be best to avoid them as Herbert may just spread it around uh, enough to leave all these receivers wanting while he still puts up numbers. Either way, right now, and I might be alone on this because Herbert's production hasn't exactly been crazy lately. His depth of target has gone down. Of course, he is missing Keenan Allen, but I think I'm smashing this one. Kate, are you going to have some Herbert ownership uh, this week, or are you a little concerned about no Allen and, and the weapons there? No, I actually, I really like the pivot to Herbert this week, especially with the fact that he has had a couple of down performances after that absolute hot fire streak to start the season. I do project his ownership is going to be a little bit lower than uh, we would have expected in previous weeks because he j- he just hasn't been as hot. You know, I, I do worry about the potential lack of upside without Keenan Allen. Obviously, Keenan Allen is such a huge uh, piece of that offense. He is a huge, he's a, a chain mover, honestly. Yeah. He's the guy that has been Mr. Reliable for Justin Herbert. He won't be there, but we've seen ma- the kid make some plays. That guy can toss it downfield. He's an absolute superstar. I'm going to take him in this matchup. Especially with the fact, I you know maybe maybe with them not having so much on the line this week, I don't know. I I just want to see him let loose. I want to yeah. see him have fun. This could I, this is one of those weeks. It feels like a a, uh, a bowl game almost because it, it really there's nothing on the line here. Just let the kid ball out. Yeah, I agree. And for one of your quarterback plays, it's actually a matchup that I like kind of both ways. Normally we talk about sleepers and locks later on. But I'm going to reveal my lock here because it's the Houston Texans against the Tennessee Titans. Now, I, I can make the case for Watson in a second, but you really like Ryan Tannehill at 7K. So we're kind of keeping it in that range. 7,100 for Herbert. 
7,000 uh, $7, for Tannehill, and then it's 7,700 for Watson, so a little bit more expensive there. But why do you like Tannehill in this one? I think, well, I think the obvious reasons are, you know, you look at the Houston defense, but go ahead and make your pitch. Oh, absolutely. Houston defense, uh, not stopping much. They have nothing left on the line. Um, but like, let's look at the the tier of quarterbacks. I think what I like best about Ryan Tannehill is that he is at that 7,000 price range. And when I'm looking at the tier of quarterbacks beneath him, he is that uh, last guy in the upper echelon of QBs that I'm trusting in those those lineups. Um, otherwise, we've got like Ben Roethlisberger, 6,500. No, not <laughs> not rolling there. Uh, Kirk Cousins, not terrible against the Detroit Lions. Sure, they're out of contention. They don't have Dalvin Cook this week. 6,300. Uh, Philip Rivers, no thank you. Drew Brees, no thank you. I think he is the last guy in that upper echelon of QBs that that we can really trust, and he's the lowest priced out of all of these guys. I really like Tannehill. We've seen his, his ability uh, to move with his legs in the past few weeks. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I, I just think, has so much potential, and I, maybe we're seeing a, a decrease in price just because we didn't get to see him throw a lot last week. Had a completion percentage of just 46%, one uh, touchdown, two interceptions. Not great. It's not good. I'm not going to lie, but, (laughs) but I'm going to, I'm going to trust the, uh, the quarterback against a bad defense. He's going to roll. We're, we're going to see a good Tannehill version this week and he comes at the right price. Yeah. And I think because I like Tannehill so much in that matchup is part of the reason why I like Deshaun Watson so much in that matchup, because I mean, Vegas has it, the over-under is one of the higher ones of the week. You know, I think it's around like 54 and a half, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So they are expecting points from this one. I am expecting points from this one. I think Tannehill is going to be able to deal against this defense. And conversely, the Tennessee Titans have the 30th DVOA passing defense in the league. And they've had issues on third down this year. They've had major issues with their pass rush this year. Uh, Their coverage has also been an issue because of that, because they cannot get any pressure out there. If Watson is given time to run around and deal, uh, I really like both of these quarterbacks kind of running the score up on both sides. So that's a matchup that I really like. I'm going all in on that game. Let's transition here to to running backs, because I, I think the major question now that Dalvin Cook is out of the picture is... Alvin Kamara, who we talked about, is he a must-play at 9,500? Do you have to have him in your DFS lineup? And not only that, is Derrick Henry, despite you know a little bit of a disappointment last week at 9,400, is is he also a must-play, or do you pick one of them? Like, how do you how do you fade it because they're, they're going to be chalky as heck? How are you attacking this? Chalky as heck is right. I'm not going to roll with Alvin Kamara. I do, I, I, you know, 9,500. I'm not necessarily scared of the price, but I just think the ownership is going to be too high this week. Derrick Henry is one I am more interested in just because we know this dude's history against the Texans. Holy moly, that guy loves to face the Houston Texans. I I think that Derrick Henry, um, you know, we might see his ownership dip a little bit this week just because of a down week last week. Everybody was expecting Derrick Henry to have a uh, what three four hundred yard game in that in that Lambeau field, and it's amazing that we can call ninety eight yards uh, that disappointing. But let's look at Henry's averages against the Texans defense in nine games against the Texans, averaging uh, eighty seven point two rushing yards and eight point eight touchdowns per game. 
that's fine. Uh, not not going to snoot at that. But I he always has the potential to hit that that two hundred plus three touchdown game against the Houston Texans. It's just like it's a cheat code, and I, yeah. I want the cheat code every time. Two of his last three games uh, were two hundred plus yard games. I love it. Looking at the the Titans in this matchup, I, I think the way I might approach it. Okay, if I'm if I'm playing Henry, then I'm not going to have like Tannehill in that lineup. But if I'm not playing Henry, then I think I want to stack Ryan Tannehill with somebody like Corey Davis. AJ Brown is questionable for this one, and Corey Davis is coming in at 6,200. Uh, I think that's a, a pretty cheap stack. Then you can kind of uh, build up other places. My problem with the with the running backs here, the the two other big running backs that that you might be able to pick from the slate, Dalvin Cook. Christian McCaffrey, they're both out. So if you don't hit there, you better hit on like your your less co- less costly running back. It's going to be hard to kind of like build out your stable that way without one of those two guys. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see if Alvin Kamara, in fact, kills Kate again uh, this week, just in a different fashion. So I wouldn't uh, be surprised. <laughs> some major uh, decisions to be made there. And there, there's another running back, though, that that you do like that is a fantastic value, and it's also uh, caused because of injury. If you look at the Baltimore backfield, what are you seeing there? You know, I, I really like Gus Edwards. I feel like uh, we're not hearing enough about this J.K. Dobbins chest injury from last week. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to suit up in this one, but Gus Edwards sitting at $4,900 in Cincinnati Top 10 in fantasy points given up to the running backs. They've been giving away yards. They let Sony Michelle an 80-yard rushing game. <laughs> I, I just can't can't say no to the matchup. Uh, I, I can't say no to just the price there. We've seen Gus Edwards when he's gotten the workload. Um, he is capable of RB1 production. And at $4,900, how hard is it to find RB1 production? I think he's just a slam dunk this week. You're, if you're going for uh, maybe a Derrick Henry who's sitting at $9,400, why not uh, pair that up with a Gus Edwards? Save save on the Gus and mm. and and stack up on the King. <laughs> I like that. Does that I mean, you kind of have to do that when you're paying so much uh, for one running back. So I think that's a good play. L- looking at the wide receivers here, you mentioned Cousins earlier as somebody that you didn't necessarily like. But they are going up against the Detroit Lions defense that might be worse than the league. They've given up over 40 points, uh, what, five times this season. This could be the sixth. And Cousins is pretty affordable. And a a stack that I like is Cousins at 6,300 with Justin Jefferson at 7,600. I I think that's that's a pretty good steal that allows you to spend elsewhere. Are you are you taking Justin Jefferson and avoiding Cousins, or am I selling you on that stack? How do you look at that? Because I think the Lions are going to give up. I mean, a ton of points. Their defense is just so bad. I I could absolutely picture that. The last time Kirk Cousins uh, faced the Lions earlier this year, two twenty and three touchdowns, zero interceptions. You're not going to sneeze at that. But uh, I do. I, I think that you know Kirk Cousins is a guy that we see have his ups and downs and. More ups than downs, I would say this year. He's had a pretty, a, a pretty stable year overall. But um, I, I look at when I, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the pricing and I see that, uh, you know, Tannehill's a guy that's been uh, just above him, who I consider mm-hmm. to have just a, a little bit of a higher upside. That's where I lean Tannehill, but I, I really don't mind, especially considering the matchup. 
uh, a stack with a guy like Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen, interesting mm. option too. Justin Jefferson's at the $7,600. Interesting stack. But you could go with Adam Thielen, who is $200 cheaper at $7,400. I like that. That's that's a, that's a good uh, cheaper option there, and they they should be pass heavy. Uh, we don't know with, with Zimmer, even with Dalvin Cook out. So there's some opportunities there in the passing game for them. Speaking of which, there's another wide receiver uh, smash that that I want to hit. I want to hit Allen Robinson, who this week is at 7,700. So you know he's he's a little pricey, but they're going up against the Green Bay Packers, and this is less about the Green Bay Packers defense and more about. You know, Aaron Rodgers going for his MVP. I think they are going to be able to put up points against the Chicago Bears defense, which is solid enough. But there's going to be a lot of garbage time, I feel, in this one. And I don't necessarily trust Trubisky, but I do trust Allen Robinson. Now, we've seen Allen Robinson produce no matter who the quarterback is. And Trubisky, to his, you know, to, to his credit, has been playing better. The last three weeks, Allen Robinson has topped over 100 yards in each of those. He had 13 targets against Houston. He had 13 targets against Jacksonville a couple weeks before that. He had 13 targets against this Green Bay Packers team that he scored two touchdowns against. I think Chicago's going to have to play catch up a lot of garbage time. So I like that with Allen Robinson. Is there another receiver uh, out there that you like or can we can we move on from that? What are you looking at? Let's move on. I want to talk about a tight end in particular, Mr. Robert Tunyon. I think he is in for another bomb week. He is, uh, I believe, what, the tight end three on the season. Yeah, uh, He's not actually his price isn't particularly low on DraftKings this week. He's the fifth. Uh, priciest tight end. But uh, again, looking at those tiers of tight ends, he's one of those guys that I think the upside just absolutely outplays that fact that he is one of the top five priciest. Let's look at the the fact that, you know, Robert Tanyan against the Bears, they've given up the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position on the season so far. Really, the tight end position has been the the Bears' biggest liability in terms of uh, their defense this season. They've been solid against the run. Uh, last time Robert Tanyan faced him in week 12, had 67 and a touchdown. You don't mind that, but they've got plenty of 50-plus yard games and touchdowns galore. I think he's a really interesting matchup. He's $5,000 on DraftKings this week. I'm not sure who, how many other uh, players that you're looking at this week that, you know, he's not in that upper echelon of of uh, player where, you know, even if the the – Packers ease off on the pedal, take out most of their starters. Tanyan's a guy that I can still picture in that lineup because he's yeah. not, he's not, you know, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I can still picture him being involved in the offense uh, beyond that, you know, point where the game's just dead. I, I think he's uh, an intriguing option in week 17. I think the other tight end that I like there uh, is a guy who has gotten five plus targets uh, for the last five games that he's played. Uh, last week, put over 75 yards. The week before that, he had a touchdown. It's Mark Andrews from the the Baltimore Ravens. I do think there are going to be a lot of scoring opportunities there. Uh, I really don't love any of the other options there at tight end. Kelsey's probably not playing. Um, I, I don't know if I trust uh, Gronkowski uh, to play. That's another one that goes in that with that Bucks factor of will they play guys, will they not play guys. So I think right in, in that range there for the cost, Mark Andrews at 5,800, uh, as Kate pointed out. Rod Tunyon at 5,000. I think those are good plays. So, okay, 
When we come back here on the football cheat sheet, we're going to look at some sleepers. We're going to look at some money lines, some some over under bets and stuff that we like as we continue through this week 17 edition of the football cheat sheet. That's coming up next right after this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we are back here on the football cheat sheet here for week 17 action post championship week stuff here. So we're doing a lot of daily fantasy stuff before we, we talk about some some more DFS. I, I did want to hit up maybe some money line picks here and we, we kind of looked at it. We don't necessarily love it uh, as far as the options here, but you did find one. Perhaps, Kate, what are you looking at as far as the money lines and uh, whatnot go? I'm taking another shot on the Rams this week. Forgive me last week. <laughs> They did not they did not win it against the Seattle Seahawks, but this week they get the Cardinals. They do not have Jared Goff, who's out with a thumb injury. This is still a must-win game. Um, yeah. If they win this game, they are in the playoffs. They have John Wolford under center, who has not yet attempted a pass in the NFL. Limited tape on this guy. I think this is an edge for the Rams, and I think that uh, you know, the the money line at plus 143, I think that's uh, obviously because of Jared Goff, you know, we're looking at uh, Cooper Cup is likely out for this game. But guess what? Malcolm Brown, we've seen him produce. Robert Woods, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Mm. They've still got a ton of offensive weapons. I just think maybe we're underestimating the the edge that we see with all of these new quarterbacks that come out, don't have a ton of tape. You know, I, I, I think it's an interesting narrative here. Uh, maybe our backups throw to backups. Maybe we see uh, Van Jefferson get involved. I, I think it could be a, a more fun game than we're projecting because both teams do have everything on the line. And guess what? The defense is still active. We still mm. have one of the top defenses in the NFL for the Rams. I think this could be a uh, a bounce back game. Yeah, defensive coordinator there in Los Angeles, Brandon Staley, has been, just had a, a fantastic year. I'll, a I'll ask you this, Kate, because you mentioned, you know, uh, quarterbacks coming in with no tape, and, and that could be an advantage for him. We saw Jalen Hurts uh, knock off the the Saints in his first start as, as a rookie. And John Wolford, he adds some value with his legs from what I understand from his AAF tape. He can move around and, and be mobile, which is not something that is a strength of Jared Goff. Sean McVay. The quarterback whisperer, you know, getting what he does out of Jared Goff at times is uh, absolutely amazing considering the the floor and, and ceiling that, that Goff has as a quarterback. 
with with Wolford, I'm going to go back to DFS here. With Wolford at 4900, are you even are you are you considering it? Is 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 that something that kind of like grows on you throughout the week? Like I might <laughs> throw a lineup out there with him in there. You know what I mean? I actually don't mind it. And uh, again, in that in that lineup where I am brave enough to uh, to bear the John Wolford, I might stack it with a Van Jefferson because we do see it time and time again. Uh, these guys they either. Uh, you know, hyper target that wide receiver one, you know, the first read, which uh, they're they're going to have an adjusted offense this week. Anyway, they're not going to have Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to see more involvement from Robert Woods. We might see more involvement from the tight ends. But I don't know. Backups, they they throw to who's comfortable or they throw to the first read um, unless they are superstar Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, who's who's obviously going to be the next starting quarterback. I don't see that for, for John Wolford. Uh, but I, I think that there's definitely some upside there, and given the 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 price tag there, I think you can't go wrong. Because then I have money to stack up on my Derrick Henrys, on my Alvin Kamara's, uh, get that Allen Robinson share. I I think that's a, a very interesting playoff. And you know what we uh, we play the the DraftKings lineup every single week. That might be my ticket to this week's DraftKings lineup for. The podcast. I think I am going to roll with uh, Mr. Mr. Wolford and Mr. Van Jefferson there. I like it. I like it. I like Wolford, and then like just chalking up every everywhere else because you're able to with the with the value there. And that's a good point about you know backup quarterbacks throwing to guys that are a little bit lower in the depth chart because that's typically who they throw with. They build that relationship with. They have that chemistry. They understand each other where they're where they're going to be and whatnot. You know, you mentioned Jalen Hurts, so I might as well talk about an over under, and we'll get into some other types of bets here. But uh, the over under that that I'm kind of eyeing is the Eagles football team. It's at forty four and a half, and I, I just want to read you what's going on with the Eagles right now. They at Thursday, as we record this, they just released the injury report. The Eagles are going to be without Derek Barnett. Well, they did not participate, so they're definitely not healthy. They're, they're going to have Derek Barnett did not participate. Sean Bradley, Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Mailata, Jalen Mills, Richard Rodgers, and then limited participation, Michael Jaquette, Duke Riley, Miles Sanders, Quez Watkins. They have a ton of guys who are banged up to the point where I didn't even feel I had time to read their positions out. <laughs> so the Eagles are hurting hurting real bad. Uh, Wow, I didn't mean that pun. I hate Jalen Hurts puns. But uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to put a point against this Washington defense that I think is going to dominate them in the trenches. I think Washington is a solid football team built overall, and especially along that defensive line. So I think the Eagles are really going to struggle to put up points. They have struggled all season. Well, at least since Hurts has come in, they have struggled to put up second half points as well. So if they do, they're going to have to build that early. Uh, With Washington, you know, Alex Smith, Looking like he's going to play with that calf injury, but at the same time, the Washington offense doesn't necessarily scare me. Darius Slate typically does a, a decent job at limiting Terry McLaurin. I do think McLaurin is going to eat a little bit, but Slay is going to shadow him, and Slay has been uh, uh, okay against McLaurin in the past. So I don't think there's a ton else out there for Washington to really threaten with. And I could see this game absolutely being like 17 to 10 Washington. And nobody would bat an eye. So that's a bet that I like. What are you looking at as far as those types of bets go? Yeah, I. so I'm going to actually take the, uh, the Steelers over under at sitting at 42 points. I'm taking the over there. Cleveland ties for the the sixth, uh, sorry, the ninth highest yards per play. Uh, have the ninth fewest touchdowns on the year. The Steelers defense, um, they are depleted. They have had so many injuries. And now we have TJ Watt 
uh, who is going to rest this game. Cleveland has a lot to play for, and I do think they're going to be capable of putting up the points. Pittsburgh, we're not going to see the same defense. I think this might just be one of those. Uh, I think it's going to be a lopsided matchup. I wouldn't uh, be surprised to see the the Browns walk away with this one, but it's one of those games that I, I, I can picture a lot of points uh, being scored, and I think maybe Vegas is overplaying the the Steelers' side of the ball, sending some starters. They're still going to have some guys on the field. They have so much depth in terms of the offense. And Mason Rudolph, I know uh, we everybody makes jokes about Mason Rudolph, but watching him last season before he took that giant kerplunk to the head, very scary hit against the Baltimore Ravens, he was actually looking pretty capable. Um, it, on that exact play, he got hit, had a bomb, bomb, beautiful throw to uh, James Washington, I believe it was. Mm. He's capable. I, I think last year we saw him crawl back into his shell after uh, a big hit. And I don't know, this is like the the revenge game opportunity. I could just see a fun narrative here where where there might be some points on the board. I don't trust the Steelers. Or the Browns at all, so I'm probably gonna uh, probably gonna avoid that one. But I I have a lot of faith in in UK to make these picks. So, uh, gentle listener, don't don't be scared off by me being uh, being a coward as far as that one goes. Let, let's go. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap up with some more uh, DFS advice. Normally, we go through our, our sleepers and locks of the week. I kind of gave away my lock, that being the Deshaun <laughs> Watson Ryan Tannehill matchup. So. Let's go to uh, a couple of sleepers that you like. You have one at wide receiver. You have one at tight end. Uh, who is sneaking on to your lineups? I absolutely love T.Y. Hilton this week. He's sitting at $5,800. Uh, no fewer than 70 receiving yards since week 11. Um, and it, we've seen this defense give up at least 100 yards to a receiver in every single week except week five. Or every single week since week five except for week 15 when they allowed Marquise Brown 98 receiving yards. So we're almost at a 100% rate there of giving up a 100-yard wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton, he's been involved in the offense. Clearly, he's gaining some more trust uh, from Mr. Phillip Rivers himself. He scored a couple of touchdowns. I think he's off to a, a strong finish for the season. Love the matchup. Love the price. And at tight end, you have a guy, we were talking about tight ends, maybe have to go with some mid-range options, but you have a really, really cheap one. It's kind of a punt, but it could pay off. Who is it? It is a punt. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Dox and Knox. So, you know, we're looking at this Bills offense. They don't have a ton to play for. They have some seating, but they're probably not going to have starters in the game. But Dawson Knox is a guy that I think, uh, again, sort of fits that tier of player that he's not necessarily going to come off the field. Uh, for the Bills, if they do decide, okay, let's let's call it a call it a day. Um, at least four targets in each of the last four games. He's had two touchdowns in that span, and he dropped another one last week. Mm. So that would have been his third touchdown in the last right. four weeks. He's been involved in the red zone. I think he's a, a decent pick, but he's sitting at three thousand dollars this year. Or, sorry, this week. If we're looking at you know some of those value plays, so we can stock up on some of the chalky. Uh, Derek Henry's and Alvin Kamara's. He's another guy I like. I, I think uh, I think we put out some some good suggestions for some lineups entering this this heavy uh, DFS week. So we appreciate you swinging by, gentle listener, and uh, experiencing uh, this transition with us. We wish you the best of luck in your daily fantasy adventures. Always hit us up on Twitter if you uh, if you have any questions. Don't hit me up. Hit Kate. <laughs> uh, Kate, let them know where, where to find you. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, all that good stuff as we get out of here. 
Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at K- uh, FFBallBlast. Um, again, that's Kate Majuk. And you should come play some DFS with us. Uh, week 17, standard lineup, 50K salary cap, 10 people, uh, $10 buy-in, top three payout. Uh, you can come and compete against my amazing, amazing Van Jefferson. Uh, goodness, I, I can't even think of his name at this point. I, John Wolford. Sorry, yeah. slipped my mind. Um, you can come compete against me and John Wolford uh, and, and see if you can take the cake. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Drop your fantasy DFS gambling questions in the comments. Please, if you are so kind, leave us a five-star review. Uh, we'll check out your, your questions, answer them on the next episode. And thanks for joining us. Also, be sure to join us on the other side of this Monday Football Monday, where me, Pete Sweeney, RJ Ochoa, we're going to break down all of Sunday's action. We will catch you next time. Go dominate and have yourselves a day.